your home of the Pens and the best Pens coverage. WXDX FM Pittsburgh and iHeart Radio Station. There's all sorts of silly myth-making going on regarding the Pirates, who have now won four in a row, but are not right back in it. The Pirates are not close to having a good team, and they are going to trade Kutch and maybe dump some other salaries too. I heard a guy on the B team say, if they get another starter and a third baseman, they can contend. Okay, but they are not going to get anybody beyond a certain salary, which means they will not get anybody beyond a certain talent. They will get guys like Freeze and Nova. Everything the Pirates do is about money. Always remember that. Last year, attendance dropped a quarter mil. This year, it dropped 330000 That fact right there, that revenue dip Sends Kutch out of town, probably Harrison, and maybe even Garrett Cole. Payroll is going to be slashed. Unless Wiz Khalifa got nutting real high last night, Wiz was at PNC Park, and he posed for a picture with Bob Nutting. That's on the Mark Madden page at WXDX.com. I'm told they smoked Morgantown Kush, yo. This is the Mark Madden Show. I am the game because I am just that damn good. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. Or follow me on Twitter at MarkMaddenX. The question I have today is, who wants to walk with Elias? Hugh Hefner died at 91. The founder and publisher of Playboy magazine. Everybody should fly their flag at full mast. Whammy! If you're mad about the Penguins visiting the White House, well, at least we'll never have to worry about that with the Pirates. Jackpot! Uh, Get ready for the B team to be stoogerific all winter long regarding the Pirates. It's already started, as always, as the last real Pirate fan, as the man who tells you like it is about baseball in Pittsburgh. The Pirates are going to lose 90 games last year and might lose 100 next year. Might lose 100. Bet that. The Minnesota Twins lost a 100 games last year, but clinched a playoff berth last night. They're the first team to ever do that. That is so good for Pirate PR. That's going to be a big part of a Pirate Stooges arsenal this offseason. Well, look at what Minnesota did. It can be done. Here's an interesting tidbit I heard last night from somebody who covers the Pirates. This person told me that Martin Polanco hate Clint Hurdle, the manager, because they feel he too often calls them out in public when they screw up. And Hurdle does do that. But... It's his last resort because nothing else is working. Marte and Polanco are disengaged. They have low baseball IQs. And they make the same mistakes again and again. 
they both sucked real bad this year. The big story nationally is the college basketball scandal, but I am not surprised by this scandal, and nobody should blame any kids who took money. Blame the adults, the corrupt adults? Yes. Do not blame the kids. The problem is the system. The system makes scandals like this inevitable. you got adults making billions, and the kids don't get nearly enough. They barely get anything at all. When that happens, the kids, and rightly so, the kids are going to look to get their share. I don't blame them for that at all. Every adult involved in this scandal is a scumbag. And it implicates the assistant coaches directly, but the head coaches all know. Head coaches are control freaks. They all know. This is adults exploiting kids. This is adults being predatory with kids. Totally. I hate to say this, but Stugatz, of all people, Stugatz on ESPN, he had a good idea this morning. He said college basketball should shut down for a year. Totally. And then start over after cleaning things up. But A, college basketball won't do that. Too much money. B, it's unfair to the players to make them sit a year. C, the adults will never give the kids more than what they do. So you can't solve the problem. What football and basketball need are legitimate minor leagues. But a minor league for football or basketball wouldn't generate nearly the money and hype that college sports do. Rick Pitino suspended, but that's a de facto firing. His contract reads that he has to be suspended before getting canned. He is definitely out. I can't believe they wouldn't give Pitino a ninth chance. And I wonder what happens to Sean Miller, the Arizona coach from Pitt and Blackhawk, whose program is implicated in this scandal. Yikes. Uh, Our friends at DVE, our children's hospital, for the 10th year of Radiothon. And it's time to help them out. It's time for you to call right now and donate. Become a Radiothon rock star by helping Children's Hospital. This is a big hour for them. Call the EAS Roofing phone bank at 412-692-8900. That's 412-692-8900. And become a platinum rock star by pledging your $20 a month donation. All 105.9 at the X listeners that become platinum rock stars with a $20 per month gift get their name put in for a chance to win two Stage AE passes to every show at that venue in 2018 and an autographed tar- guitar from bands that have played Stage AE. You also get Penguins ticks, Steelers ticks. So donate now. Be a rock star. 412 412- 692-8900. I kind of buried the lead today. Marquise Ponzi of the Steelers said the Steelers will all stand at attention during the anthem on Sunday. How do you feel about that? How's a black guy out there feel about that? 412-333-WXDX. Ponzi says they will all stand at attention during the anthem on Sunday. I will believe that when I see it, but okay. Let's say they do. It's not a move I would at all criticize. As I keep emphasizing, this is a choice each individual has to make, 
and whether standing or kneeling, should not be criticized. If the Steelers all stand at attention, it will help their profile in Pittsburgh. This is definitely that kind of town. Let's wave the flag, tailgate, wave the flag some more, and then pass out in our own puke. Uh, That is doubtless the main goal, to keep people from burning Steeler jerseys, and I bet that comes right from the Rooney family. But if the Steelers do stand at attention, I wonder what African-American players on other teams who do kneel, what will those African-Americans think of the African-American players on the Steelers? What will African-American fans think of the African-American players on the Steelers if none of them kneel? I don't know what they will think, but I do wonder. Hey, anything will be better than what happened in Chicago. I just hope Alejandro Villanueva doesn't get confused this Sunday at Baltimore. Should have gone baseline. Would have been cooler. I find that so laughable. A guy who was able to think on his feet in a combat zone in Afghanistan and got a bronze star. He got confused in the tunnel at Chicago and just happened by accident, almost as if in a trance, just happened to wander onto the field with his hand over his heart during the national anthem. What a whopper of a lie that is. Uh, The Penguins won their exhibition game last night. Everybody score who's supposed to. Sid, Gino, Kessel, and Gensel. Gensel, again. That kid's a point machine. You gotta love Jake Gensel. The Penguins organization always figured Gensel would be a good player. But he has both touch and the uncanny ability to find open ice close to the net where there usually isn't very much. And part of that's playing with Sid... But it's not all playing with Sid. He's a coach's kid. I love coach's kids. And he drank like a bitch at the cup parade. Jake and Bake, bitch. Jake should say that after all his goals. Or maybe we should. Like Lesnar with Suplex City, bitch. Jake scores, looks at the camera, goes, Jake and Bake, bitch. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. That could be Steve Mears' catchphrase for Gensel goals. Jake and Bake, bitch. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Don't forget, call the EAS Roofing phone bank right now and become a platinum rock star by pledging $20 a month to Children's Hospital. It's part of the 10th annual DVE Radiothon. Speaking of rock stars, at 3.30, my guest will be from Winger and Whitesnake and Fox Chaplin Oakmont, guitar player Reb Beach. Reb's local band with uh, Johnny Bellin and Throck and all them will be at Jurgles in Warrendale tomorrow night. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9 X. Ian Cole of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden and the best hockey talk on 105.9 DX. A great article by Frank Saravelli, our buddy at TSN. We've been talking about Matt Murray an awful lot the last couple of days. Frank points out that if Murray could win a third straight Stanley Cup in the third year of his career, you would have to talk about him as one of the all-time great goalies. 
Never mind uh, one of the best right now. So uh, not that Muzz has more at stake in the question for third straight Stanley Cup than the rest of his teammates, but uh, three straight cups in goal to start your career. Yeah, that's like Jacques Plante Jr. type of crap. Uh, Eric Reed is the Niners DB who knelt with Kaepernick last year. And he said the message of protesting inequality has been lost. That's probably true. After what Trump said over the weekend, black NFL players are now primarily protesting Trump. Ten guys knelt before Trump shot off his big yapper. And what was it, like 250 knelt or did something of that ilk this past weekend. And make no mistake, Trump's histrionics are all about making the black man do what he's told. Uh, Reed also said that Kaepernick needed more solidarity from the players. Why? Because you say so? I've always supported Kaepernick's right to take a knee. I've always supported everybody's right to peacefully protest. But Reed has no right to be disappointed that Moore didn't join in. Those are individual decisions. By the way, for those who want to say Kaepernick and uh, his ilk hate the flag, remember, Rosa Parks didn't hate the bus. She wasn't demonstrating against the bus. She was demonstrating against racial inequality. Uh, James Harrison put a photo on Instagram. He is a social media monster, yo. The photograph shows Harrison sitting on his helmet, and the caption is, getting practice of what I do at the games. In other words, I sit at the games, so I'm going to practice sitting on my helmet during practice. This is the first sign that Harrison is unhappy with not playing. He's played, what, seven snaps, I think, so far this year. But I still think Harrison plays a lot more a bit later, and I think he's in on that plan. Unless, unless the Steelers have realized they kept Harrison a year too long and there's nothing left in his tank. And if that's the case, if he's not going to play and he doesn't play special teams, then cut him. Because at that point, you're really wasting a roster spot. But since they haven't cut him, I think they're saving him for later. And even Harrison on Instagram, there were a bunch of smiley emojis next to the caption, so I think he's going to play a lot later, and I think he's in on that plan. You know, a weird play-calling situation came up in that New England-Houston game on Sunday. Uh, Houston had a two-point lead, and Houston had the ball fourth and one late in the game, and Bill O'Brien, the Houston coach, kicked the field goal to take a five-point lead. And then, of course, Tom Brady drove the Patriots to the game-winning touchdown. Should O'Brien have gone for it on fourth and one? Because if he makes it, the game's over. Houston has a good D, but it wasn't necessarily having a good day that day. And to me, I just don't want to give the ball back to Brady with a chance to win the game. So I go for it. This isn't an era of football when you trust your D to hold on to a lead late. It's just not that kind of football anymore, which makes Tomlin kicking, if the Steelers win the toss in overtime, absurd beyond description.
Uh, Robbie Fabry of the St. Louis Blues, he's a forward. He blew out his knee last year and had surgery, and now he blew out the same knee, and he's out for the season before the season even started. But now there's a rumor the Blues may sign Yarmer Yager. Robbie Fabry gave his knee so Yarmer Yager may play. Fabry's career may well be in jeopardy, but he is forever blessed by St. Yarmir. Uh, speaking of walking with a limp, Eric Carlson of Ottawa had surgery on his bad left foot. He played through severe pain and injury in last year's playoffs. And where to get him? Out in double overtime, bitch. Uh, Carlson just started practicing again. I believe uh, yesterday was his first practice of camp. And Carlson said, they took half of my ankle bone out and the part that is still there should be as normal as possible. He also has an artificial tendon. Now, I have two questions. One, does Carlson have a bionic foot, and will that provide an unfair edge? My second question, why isn't Matt Cook in jail? Seriously, dude, half an ankle bone and a fake tendon? What are you, Frankenstein? That is just creepy. Don't forget, we need 25 rock stars from the Exodus Hour, or I will be fired. No, you probably want that, so uh, we just need 25 for the sake of the Kids at Children's Hospital. The DV Children's Hospital Radiothon is going on right now, so call now to donate, 412-692-8900. That's 412-692-8900. Up next, the official guitar player of the Mark Madden Show, Red Beach, the little tease, tomorrow to hype their October 11th appearance, also at Jurgles, it's drummer Andy Parker of UFO, 105.9 X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Finishing his checks, causing a constant commotion. Hey, Mr. Madden, how you doing? Sometimes I'm so damn dumb, I wouldn't take a phone call from me. The X at 105.9. Since my baby left me, I've been losing, losing. Baby, I've been losing my mind. Not too good. But joining me now, the man playing that lick from White Snake and Winger, Fox Chaplin Oakmont. He's playing with his local band tomorrow night at Jurgles in Warrendale. It's the official guitar player of the Mark Madden Show. He is Reb Beach. Reb, you were never in town. You're always in Tahoe with David Coverdale, the singer in White Snake. What is going on there? Hi, Mark. Thanks for the awesome introduction. I've never heard you sing before. That was a first. You, you sounded pretty good. You said, you know, you could have a little career, maybe. Um, I'm in Reno all the time. That's where uh, the esteemed singer for Whitesnake, David Coverdale, lives. And uh, I go to his place, and we record. And we're we first we wrote together, which was a great honor for me to write with him after having been in the band for... You know, 14 years, um, I finally get a chance to, to write a song with him uh, because I got kind of moved up to the musical director, uh, <clears throat> you know, place. And 
And it's amazing. There's just some really cool stuff. Uh, he had some ideas to begin with, and, and I wanted some heavy stuff. And so we got kind of in between. There's a kind of a progressive song, and it's really great to, to be with him. You know, it's, it's a little uh, funny, though, because we're like an odd couple. You know, he's just, uh, he speaks like the king, and, and I, you know, have a hangover in the morning, and eight in the morning, you know. <laughs> Every morning he's... He's just ready to go, and I'm with him 12 hours a day. So I'm really getting to know David. I mean, we're friends now. It's kind of like we're friends, you know. Well, I'm psyched to hear the new album when it comes out. And uh, like you said, it's the first White Snake album where you've been a primary writer. Uh, what's it like to write with David? Go into depth uh, with that a little bit because you got to write like White Snake sounds. The group kind of has a distinctive way of playing. And uh, how hard was it to strictly adapt to that? It's totally not winger. It's completely the opposite of Winger. There's nothing progressive about it. It's a blues band. David hears three chords, and he, he's that old-school writer, and he's a good writer. He knows what he wants, um, and so if you get even the littlest bit complicated on him, on him he, he just says, forget it, you know? Um, so all the riffs have to be uh, solid, classic rock kind of thing, something that he can uh, sink his teeth into, you know? Um, so I learned that straight off. Um, and he, like I said, he's a good writer. He, he really, uh, he can say yes or no like that on a dime. You know, he doesn't like, well, I'm not sure. It's like, nope, 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 yes. You know? <laughs> so I just keep throwing stuff at him uh, until he, he likes something. And I'm getting to the point now where I know what he likes and what he doesn't like. Going in, I had a bunch of stuff that was just wrong, you know, and I knew. And then I learned my lesson. Well, when's the album going to be out? Is there any timetable yet? Uh, I, I think they're going to try and have it out for, for next year, you know, for a summer tour. And I'm so excited to get back out on the road with a big tour. You know, I've been doing these, um, once in a while we do a winger show, which I love, you know, I love. Um, but it sure would be nice to get back in the sheds. Well, how long is Whitesnake going to keep doing this? Uh, that's always the million-dollar question whenever Whitesnake goes out on tour. David just turned 66. How much more does he want to do? Because every so often he talks like it's the end, and then it's another three or four years added on. Because <laughs> he gets home and he starts just getting the itch to perform. He's a performer. He was born for the stage. Um, you know, he's going to continue do it, to do it until he can't do it anymore. I know that. I can't ever see him stopping. I mean, he's going to be like, you know, Mick Jagger. Hopefully. <laughs> no, that'd be great. He still sounds t terrific, as we both know, as we've witnessed on uh, the more recent live shows. Now, well, speaking of live shows, you're at Jurgles tomorrow night. What's going on there? Do you have the usual gang backing you up? I do. Uh, I'm using a different bass player this time, but we got uh, um, Throckmorton's playing, playing drums, and uh, John Bellin, of course, his fantastic vocals we, we rehearsed. Yesterday, and we did some winger, and we did some docking, we did some white snake, and it certainly does sound great. Uh, it's so nice to play with those guys again, and uh, it's my favorite thing to do. It really is. Well, no, it's great to hear. You guys always sound great, and I'm impressed to hear you rehearse because obviously, with all the demands, there's very limited time for that, isn't there? Yeah, I just got back the night before, so the day before yesterday, I, I flew in from Reno. Um, and then we went to this warehouse and, and, and did it yesterday, and it was great because it was a warehouse and there were tons of reverb, and so Throck's drums sounded like 
John Bonham, like Led Zeppelin, you know, when the levee breaks, which is giant drums. <laughs> so we're going to put lots of reverb on the drums. Well, we've talked tomorrow. about that. I mean, Throck could play for any band, anywhere, anytime. He's a <laughs> Pittsburgh phenomenon, but he's that good. He could play for Sting, you know, Steely Dan. He's like up there with that kind of thing. Just the best drummers in the world, really. That's, it's one of the main reasons I do the Red Beach Project is to play with him. Now, you're 54. That's not 66 like David, but it is younger than me. How long do you want to keep going? Because I don't sense you're even slowing down. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm the same way. I've been on stage since, uh, um, let's see, it was uh, Fox Chapel Country Day School. I was in Oliver, and I was in Pippin. Um, so, you know, in fifth grade. You were in Pippin? I was in Pippin. Does I David know you were in Pippin? I, I, I imagine I he would get a laugh Pippin. out of that. I sang, think about the sun, Pippin. <laughs> you know? so, my, my, my mom would just push me up on stage you know, my whole life. She got me into Berkeley College of Music, and she was a stage mom. So I, I'm so comfortable on the stage, and, and uh, I'm just like David. If, if you take me away from it, I, I just get the itch. Now, you mentioned that you're playing a few shows with Winger. What's going on with Winger? Winger was at Jurgles not too long ago. Sounded really great, and you guys still got the sporadic uh, gigs going, don't you? We do, and uh, listen, I forgot to thank you for coming to that show. I didn't even get to see you that night. Oh, you guys were packed backstage, though, for the paid meet and greet. Yeah, Winger does that. Oh, I don't blame you. You gotta gotta cash in. Uh, I feel bad, but it certainly does help because, you know, it's... um, Well, if you feel bad, I'll take the money. (laughs) No, I promise I'm going to see you. I I hear you're coming tomorrow night. Absolutely, can't wait. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, but no, Winger's doing great. Uh, you know, Kip's amazing. I'm going to do an acoustic show with him on Sunday in New York. No kidding. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to fly out there and do a little acoustic thing. Well, I remember when you and Kip, uh, like, he was in town for a solo thing, and you stepped up and did a bunch of acoustic, and, boy, it's amazing how well those songs translate to acoustic. It really is. It, it helps that he's a fantastic acoustic player and sings perfectly in tune still to this day. Um, but yeah, they do because there's a lot of good two-part harmonies in Winger uh, vocally, you know. So you get two guys together, and it really sounds good. You know what's great about Kip too? You look at pictures of him from back when and now, and there's really not that much difference. Like you've changed just the way you do your hair and dress. I look yeah. like I could drop it any second, but <laughs> Kip still looks like Kip, doesn't he? No, he does. He does. You know, the girls love him, and uh, you know he's my best friend. For sure. What's well, like when you guys were up at Jurgles, one of the young waitresses said, "How old's that bass player? <laughs> he looks really good." And I go, "I think he's uh, 29." Yeah, no. He's she goes, "Really, 29?" No, he's like 57. Well, <laughs> if, I, if I, you know what? I'll tell all the girls you're 29 tomorrow too, Reb. Please. Now, uh, one last thing. You know what I'd like to see someday, and I'm surprised it's never happened. I'd like to see a White Snake and Winger double bill, never, both bands ever, same ever, night, ever. Will that happen? Never. Why? Uh, I asked David a long time ago, and he said, forget it. <laughs> you know, I would love it because I'd make twice the money. <laughs> but, well, what you know, was David's be, reasoning? Yeah, I understand what, what he means. It's, you know, we don't want to give it away. You know, if I come out with Winger, then the people have already seen me, all of the... Uh, oh, no, that's a good point. That's a valid point. Yeah. You know, we still have to have two. We have to have a... David Coverdale imitation off between you and Michael Devon. Devon does it better than me. He's got a little bit of Father Christmas in his that's just hysterically funny. And uh, thank God David's heard my impression already. So, 
you know, sometimes he even asks me to do it, and he wants to do an interview. He wants me to do the interviews for him this year, <laughs> <laughs> next year. Well, don't try to fool me, Reb. Hey, this is great catching up with you, and we will see you tomorrow night for sure at Jurgles. Oh, thanks so much. Thanks for having me, Mark. I'll talk to you soon. That's the fantastic Reb Beach. Tomorrow night, Jurgles. His band, the local guys, Gene the Werewolf, John Bellin on vocals, just unbelievable. Uh, Reb Beach is a real rock star, and you can be one too. Call 412-692-8900 and donate right now to the DVE Children's Hospital Radiothon. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. We got Jack Cam at 430. I have exciting news. We all love Jack Cam Bump Fighting Volume 1 on DVD. We all loved Bump Fight Super Bowl, The Bums Rush on DVD. We all loved Bum Fight Crew 187 on an undercover bum on DVD. And JackCamBumfighting.com has released its fourth DVD, and we'll talk about that with Jack and also about Penn State football next hour on 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. The cream comes to the top. I feel like I'm just bubbling over. You wear pants while you're on the air? Because I wouldn't. Who told you? The X at 105.9. Thanks to Reb Beach for joining me, Rebellious. Uh, I used to do a pretty good Coverdale imitation, and then Reb's was better, and Michael Devin, the bass player, is a lot better, and I'll sometimes be backstage with them, and I'll get dueling Coverdales, and it's intimidated me from ever imitating David again. Uh, a couple Post-Gazette notes. All the Post-Gazette sports writers have their pictures with their articles now. And they all look the same. They're 30-something, going bald a little bit, spiky hair, and a collared plaid shirt. It's some sort of weird genetic sports writing experiment, I think. Oh, and the Post-Gazette misspelled McCutcheon in a headline today. That's an understandable mistake. After all, it's like he's a famous athlete here in Pittsburgh or anything like that. That editing desk at the Post-Gazette might as well be a million monkeys hitting a typewriter. They need to promote Schween. No quarter. Brought to you by McDonald's. I'm loving it. Uh, Roger Goodell, this just in. Roger Goodell had a summit meeting about National Anthem protests with prominent owners and players at NFL headquarters Tuesday night. Uh, Art Rooney II was among the owners that attended. Uh, Art II said, There was nothing we decided we're going to do collectively. I think it was a very conducive meeting. Not even sure what conducive means in that context, but who knows. Maybe the Post-Gazette made a mistake typing that up. Uh, Giants players that attended said John Mara requests that we all stand, but he's in full support of anybody that kneels, which is exactly as it should be. You know what uh, I I think is hilarious? To show that here in Pittsburgh, we will never be disappointed in the Steelers. I mean, we were pissed about the Villanueva screw-up and the tunnel thing 
Although we let Villanueva off the hook and said the rest of the team looked bad when in fact it was exactly the opposite, but we're over that already. It's like, you know, half a week later, we're over that already. But people are still going nuts about Sid going to the White House. Although that's mostly in Canada. And I get these raven lunatics on Twitter coming after me, and I go right back after them. Hey, if Trump's a problem, you handle it. Don't expect Crosby to. And that's the thing about Sid. I'm talking about this at length at 4 o'clock, by the way. Sid is so apolitical. Sid's just hockey 24-7. It's unfair to expect anybody to do their bidding when it comes to this White House visit, let alone Canada and some of the media there, their expectations diplomatically. But of all people to expect this from, that's the last guy to expect this from. And he's not even American. Getting back to the NFL, and this is something we haven't gotten much feedback on. Do you believe Marquise Ponce when he says that the Steelers are all going to stand for the anthem on Sunday at Baltimore? I think he thinks that. I don't think it's going to work out that way, just like it didn't work out like they had planned this past Sunday at Chicago. But let's say all the Steelers stand at attention. What do African-Americans here in Pittsburgh think of that? What do African-Americans on other teams who knelt think of that? Because it kind of looks like you're rolling over. I'm not saying you are because you can do whatever you like. But to certain people, it kind of looks like you're rolling over. NFL ratings are down 10% on a whole on the season. That's why they had that summit meeting that Goodell convened. A 10%, actually it's 11%. That might sound like disaster, but 89%, the part that's left, still translates to a buttload of money. Trump said that the NFL will go to hell if it doesn't change. He sounds like a TV evangelist. The NFL is in a lot better shape than Donald Trump's credibility. And the NFL isn't in real good shape. It's about 90% shape, but that's better shape than the shape of any other sport. OJ Simpson gets out on parole Monday, and he will begin searching for either the real killers or his stolen memorabilia. He hasn't yet decided. Uh, All the people burning NFL merchandise across the country I'm sure you saw some of the video of these local yokels burning Steeler jerseys. But no matter what the team, the people doing the burning look exactly like you'd think those people would look. Long matted hair, unkempt beard, a grimy t-shirt with some nationalistic slogan emblazoned thereof, bad teeth, if any. Now I know I just kind of described myself except for the grimy t-shirt with a nationalistic slogan. But these guys do look like me, only a lot worse. And real stupid, instead of real smart. Like I said yesterday, everybody wants free speech, unless you don't approve of what the other guy is saying. Oh, some Andre Football League players are taking a knee during the National Anthem. 
That's when you know this thing has reached a boiling point. When women dressed in hockey helmets, bra, and panties to play football are taking a knee during the national anthem. Because after all, they don't want their dignity compromised by Donald Trump. BK Saban says he will not protest the U.S. anthem. That made King Blogger wet his pants. Uh, Considering Subban is Canadian, that's probably a move we could all understand. Leave that to the lingerie football league players. Uh, Deshaun Watson, the Houston Texans quarterback, donated a game check to the victims of Hurricane Harvey. So that's at least one football player that's not a son of a bitch. You know what somebody told me that covers the Steelers? Told me that Trump using the term sons of bitches to refer to NFL players really resonates with black NFL players because they connected directly to their mothers. Like, he called my mother a bitch? Why him? I oughta... You know, that's what I was told. I don't know if that's true. I mean, I don't draw that connection from SOB to my mother being... I mean, to me, it's just a generic insult. But it's still an insult. And it's still the maniacal... Like I said... This is the first president we've ever had who's an absolute maniac. Oh, here's the Steeler injury report just moving. Martavis Bryant did not practice due to illness. Ramon Foster did not play uh, practice because of his thumb. Limited Davis with the ankle, Dupree with the shoulder, Gilbert with the hammy, James with the shoulder, Mitchell with the hammy. Uh... Bell and Roethlisberger, Tewitt and Watt all participated fully in practice, so that's good news. Bell and Ben missed, I think, yesterday, but it was not injury-related. 412-333-9939. That's 412-333-WXDX. You know what I finally figured out? After 46 years, I finally figured out the purpose of cheese in an omelet. I never like cheese in an omelet because generally they put in way too much and it gets runny. Overwhelming. But I like Swiss cheese, so I've been asking the chef to put just a little Swiss cheese in my omelet. Just a little. Like yesterday at Eggs or Us out here by the station, about half as much as normal. And not only does the cheese add the Terrific taste of cheese. But it holds the omelet together. That's the purpose of cheese in an omelet. My whole life I've been eating omelets that fall apart. But cheese holds the omelet together. This is a major, major revelation for me. Okay, so I have some questions for you. We haven't taken one call yet, which is why the show's been really good, I think. My first question is, who wants to walk with Elias? My next question is, do you believe Ponce when he says all the Steelers will stand at attention for the anthem on Sunday? And what will the reaction of Pittsburgh be? Because all you white folk don't think about the black folk. All you white folk, oh, well, they should. They're representing the, the flag represents the troops and the police and the country and the Brave men and women, yada, yada. What's a represent to a black person? You ever stop and think about that? If the Steelers all do stand at attention, 
Is it good? Is it bad? Or will you feel like I will? Indifferent, not really give a damn and just want to watch the friggin' game. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Just a couple more minutes left this hour, so call 412-692-8900 and donate to the DVE Children's Hospital Radiothon right now. That's 412-692-8900. This is the Mark Man Show. In just 30 seconds, I'm going to talk about why Sidney Crosby should be seen as not having to have anything to do with Donald Trump. But visiting the White House and not Trump, going there but not endorsing, staying apolitical, that's something nobody should have a problem with when it comes to the Penguins captain. 105.9 The X.